Everybody, this is Brother Frank, and welcome to another episode of the Remnant Call, folks. There is a very particular verse, a very uh, timely passage in the Bible in Zechariah chapter twelve that talks about a time that the whole world shall be gathered together against Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be, as it says, a burdensome stone. Folks, you are witnessing things right now that our grandparents, our great-grandparents have been warning us that the days would come that seem to right now be upon us. And if all these things, which we believe is true in the Bible, then we've got a very exciting yet fearful to those who don't know the Lord times ahead of us. But the good news is God is in control. And with that tonight, I'm going to bring on Brother Jamie Walden to join us. Jamie, are you here? Yeah, I'm here, brother. Thanks for having me on again. Hopefully uh, my internet connection will stay stable. It's been having some problems so far tonight. Um, well, brother, in Jesus' name. So let's let's believe that and, and uh, Lord help this uh, program to be on track and stay with a good connection. So brother, I'm going to ask... For we, there's so much to jump into. Can you just open with a word of prayer? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's pray, Lord. We we just thank you and praise you, God, that we even have the ability to come call on your name because of the completed work of your Son. And just forgive us, God, where we um where we use your name in vain, God, where we seek you in vain, where we uh, just add you to our to-do list in vain, God, and and don't fully come into the understanding and be undone by the weight of what you've done through us through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. And we just thank you, God. We thank you that uh, the rest of the world can trust in their horses and their chariots or whatever they want, God. And we know that it's a vain hope. And despite all of its strength, a uh, horse cannot deliver us, God, and no warrior escapes by his strength and no king is saved by the side of his army. The Lord, that your eyes are on those who fear you and whose hope is in your unfailing love. And we thank you for that amazing promise. And, and actually, you go on to say, Lord, that to deliver us from death and keep us alive in famine. I just praise you for the hope that we have in you, for the truth that we have in you, God, for the dwelling and the hiding and the true and better rock of ages that we can be hidden in, in you, Christ Jesus. And I just pray, Lord, that you would bless our conversation tonight, give us words of life, God, and and of fruit, and uh, help us to be like the sons of Issachar, who not only had an understanding of the times, but also knew what Israel, who knows what the church must do. God, give us understanding as we Amen. work through the things that are going on on the face of the earth, God. And uh, and and be our source of everything. We will never be satisfied with an angel from your heavenly host, God. Like your servant Moses said, we need your literal presence to go before us. And if your literal presence isn't with us, Lord, do not send us. And so um, we just thank you, God, that we can call on your name. We pray all these things in the life-giving name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, brother, thank you for being on here. And folks, I don't know, if Jamie, if you have this same issue when you're on other programs, but folks, every time we get together, we explode prior to the program and uh, we <laughs> literally pull the reins back to stop and actually start recording. Yeah, I, I, 
Every time, for the listeners out there, every time uh, Brother Frank and I start talking, we just start going and going and going. I'm like, whoa, hey, push record. Whoa, hey, push, <laughs> hey, stop, push record before we, because uh, we'll just talk for hours before we even hit the record button. We got so much ground to cover all the time, and it is all prescient, and it's powerful, and it's valuable, and it's to the repentance of the hearts of men. It's to the shoring up of the hope of the hearts of men. It's to the strengthening and equipping of the saints that they would have a knowing of their God in this late hour. And, you know, as you and I were talking about off air is, is, you know, we haven't caught up. Uh, we haven't chatted yet since October 7th when Hamas invaded Israel. And, you know, as we were alluding to it, and we're both in agreement in is that everything from here and on out is different. Everything is different. And, you know, like I was saying to you, Frank, is that uh, it's, it's like, I feel like, there's no way that you could ever be overly sensational or hyperbolic or whatever the word is, you know, clickbaity, whatever, whatever language somebody wants to use with regards what with regards to what has happened on October 7th and what is continually transpiring. You know, um, we were working through Ezekiel 38 and 39 and talking about even Jeremiah 50, 51 about Mystery of Babylon and Revelation 18 and the Psalm 83 war and, you know, Isaiah 17, Damascus becoming a ruinous heap. And, and then obviously the big mega one, which is Zechariah 12, I mean, 12, 13, 14, but 12 in particular about where all this is going. And it even is overlaid with uh, Matthew 24, Mark 13 and Luke 21. It's very, very particular language. And that's why we we're saying, I don't think there's a way that you could, you know, accidentally or in your flesh, carnally, uh, hyperinflate the reality of what's going on or sensationalize what's going on. It is that sensational. This is like, there's things happening on the scene right now that could not be fathomed or even conceived of were it not foretold in the scriptures. And by the way, for the listeners, God makes a very particular distinction on how he is different from all the other Elohim, all the other little G gods, all the other lesser gods and all the Pantheon gods, all the Psalm 82 stuff. Go read Dr. Michael Heiser's work on, on the unseen realm and all that stuff. He makes the distinction on what separates him from all the other Elohim, lesser. He is Yahweh Elohim. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. He's a God over all the little G gods. And he says, because I tell the beginning from the end, that's what distinguishes him. Prophecy. Prophecy actually is the delineation and the distinction that God makes from all the other machinations of the principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places working through the machinations of men is the reality that he sets about declaring the beginning from the end. Hence, why in the book of Revelation, we're told emphatically that the spirit of Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Literally is it. He is the manifestation God, God veiled in the flesh. And so it's a reaffirmation of what he says all the way at the beginning in Exodus that, that establishes him. And so that's what's crazy is we're seeing these things breaking out with those different scriptural references uh, uh, that I just fire hosed at the listeners, but uh, is that this thing is going down and it's going down fast and hard in a way that, you know, again, even prophetic fulfillment 
to a degree. I mean, there's a type and shadow of this fulfillment that in a single day, in a single hour, these judgments befall you. A single day, a single hour. Now that's particular to Mystery Babylon in Revelation 18, but the Lord says that actually against the nation of Israel, that suddenly in an instant, suddenly in an instant, these things befall you. What happened on the er, in the early mornings of October 7th? What and, and I don't care. We don't need to break into all the conspiracies about the, you know, Netanyahu stand down with the U.S. deep state apparatus. Believe me, I'm totally in tune to that and I'm tracking with all that. But it can get distracting at times when we're just wanting to focus on the Lord. But mm. the reality is, is there's suddenly in an instant, the wall high and cracked uh, happened suddenly in an instant on, on October 7th. Everything's different from here on out. Literally all the nations of the earth, almost almost all of them, and eventually it will be all of them, have become enemies of Israel overnight. All of them. I mean, yes. I'm talking random, obscure nations that you wouldn't even think about are making public pronunciations against the nation of Israel. Algeria just declared war against Israel today. I don't know if you saw that or not, Brother Frank. Yemen's declaring war. Uh, the Central and South American countries are are completely against Israel. Russia has officially declared their allegiance with Iran. Persia, right, in Ezekiel 30 and 39. Persia and Hamas and the Palestinians, which are the Philistines of old, they've cast their lots with them. China has cast their lots with them. All the Arab nations have cast their lots with them. All of... Asia, Southeast Asia have caught North Korea, South Korea, you name it, everybody except for the United States and the UK, which are the deep state apparatus undergirding the Zionist Kabbalistic motives of Israel. And that's why the signification of the transition in Ezekiel 38 about, you know, in Ezekiel 38, 10 about, and also at that time, they will come against the land of unwalled villages and uh, the fulfillment of Revelation 18. So notice, yeah, literally, the entire world has, in a matter of three weeks, publicly made their statements before all the heavenly hosts and all the realms seen and unseen that Israel is their HVT, their most high-value target, their public enemy number one. Everybody has. Even the European nations, which are member states of NATO, are whispering about it go read all the white papers go read what they're actually saying go read what their parliaments are saying they are condemning israel as well too and standing on the plight of hamas now study hamas i know there's it's been going around all social media but hamas is a biblical word for violence and the whole yes. earth was filled with hamas right literally literally that is the hebraic word for violence and the nations of the earth are casting their light lots with Hamas with violence, which is fascinating when you look at the red horse that's loosed. Uh, when the when the seal is loose and the red horse rides, it goes out to wage war and peace is taken from all the earth and men are given over to slaughter one another. So that's where I think we're at, Brother Frank. Absolutely. And folks, this is something I've what Brother Jamie just uh, talked about. Is something I've been stressing for a long time when understanding Matthew 24 to understanding where we're at now in Matthew 24, there's a very distinct um, reading of this, of this scripture to understand because it starts out in the beginning of Matthew 24. It says, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars and you shall hear of these things. And then it comes down all the way to Matthew 24, uh, I think it's around 33 here, um, that says, when you shall see 
all of these things happening at once. See, it was before you'll hear this, you'll hear that. Don't let your heart be troubled, right? There, you know, there'll be nation shall rise against nation. But when you shall likewise shall see all these things, which we are finally now, brothers, seeing all these, because see, back then they could only hear of wars because people traveled by foot with message. You had to wait. A war could happen. It could take months. An earthquake could happen. It could take months to get there and tell you that that happened. But now we have the technology that you can actually see all these things, which back in Jesus' time, you could not have seen it. You could not have seen it. Yeah, that's 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 a fascinating point. I never even thought about that. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've thought about that with in reference to the two witnesses, how mm-hmm. all the earth will look on their bodies laying dead in the streets for three and a half days. But I, I never even thought about that with regards to what Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13 are saying. Uh, and and this is the thing, Brother Jamie, that gets me in, in here and in, in wrapping this up in 24. It says, Jesus says this, but know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have not, wa- he would have uh, watched and not suffered his house to be broken in. We are not to just allow the enemy to come in and destroy our homes. We are to be the watchers of what's not only going on in this world, but the watchers of our family and the guardians of our homes. And and for that, we need to be men of God and women of God and stand up to stand up for what's right in protection and be that person who stands in the gap for our homes. You can apply it now to a bigger picture of what's happening at the borders of our southern border, specifically of terrorists coming over. What did, did you see where they admitted like over 200 Syrians had come through and the radians? They found people with explosives. You don't hear about that much. Oh, it, was, yeah. it made major and did make the news so cycle. And and we have not only in the American church allowed our own spiritual homes, our churches to be invaded. We've now allowed our own house here in the United States to be invaded. And, and I, this I think yeah. Jamie's trying to say is this is the hour. You, there's nothing more left you can say. You can't get any more sensational. You either get it or you don't. It is. It, it really is that lateness of the hour. And. And I don't ever want it, you know, it says only a fool longs for the day, Lord. Well, it actually speaks woe, woe over those who long for the day, Lord. I do not long for the day of the Lord. I long for the restoration of Emmanuel, God with us from everlasting to everlasting. I do long for that. I long for the putting away of all wickedness and the wrath of God to be exacted against those who have made their choice long ago in their hearts that they will never bow the knee to the King glory. I mean, they will one day desperately, but they're not willing to willingly. Uh, but it, but it is, it is happening. And and let me add this. I was thinking about this as you were saying, when you see, uh, now I'm in, I'm in Luke 21, which again, with the gospels, you know, each gospel account has, has a similar account. Some add a little bit more or, or don't have as much detail about when Christ was talking about a second coming. And it says this beginning in verse 20, Luke 21, when you see When you see, like you were saying, Brother Frank, I love that. I never picked up on it. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. They are literally amassing troops on every single angle of Israel, from Egypt to Jordan to Lebanon to obviously Hamas and and Philistia, you know, the historical uh, place of the Philistines, which is where, uh, you know, a lot of the giants of old and the Canaanitic uh, 
you know, holdovers were were located to Syria and the West Bank, to Iraq and Iran and the entire Arabian Peninsula, to North Africa and the Horn of Africa and everything in between, including Turkey and aspects of the ancient Greco-Roman empires and the whole Mediterranean Sea. They're literally every single one of them in real time has amassed the largest formation of armies seen since World War II, and it's for one singular sliver of land, the nation of Israel. So it says this, when you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the city get out, and let those who are in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment in fulfillment of all that has been written. Reference Zechariah 12 as soon as you read that. That's what it's where how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. Which people? The people of Israel, the Jewish people, God's people. They will fall by the sword, they will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles has reached its full. And then it goes into, then you'll see signs in the sun and the moon and stars, perplexity of seas, tossing of the seas, men's hearts will fail them for fear after looking at these things coming upon the world, right? And so it goes on and on and on. But it says in particular, when you see the army surrounding Jerusalem. Now, let me say this categorically and emphatically. I categorically reject all preterism, hands down. It is the Amen. one of the apostate teachings. I categorically reject all dominion theology. It is the most the those mm. who teach preterism and dominion theology and amillennialism and all that. They are the ones who are going to worship and glorify the antichrist because he's going to satisfy what they're already believing in their narcissistic, carnal longings for the love of the world and things of the world. So. Everybody who says that this already happened in 70 AD, that is the most foolish, foolish apostate teaching I've ever heard, ever. There is absolutely nothing that can back that up other than their own emotional desire to be radically significant and love the world and things of the world. That's why any, that's the only reason why somebody would subscribe to those doctrines of demons. So I say that to say what we have in, in, in Luke 21 is it's telling you exactly what you can expect. This is what you can expect to see. And notice what it says. This is the thing that I think a lot of people are missing right now, Brother Frank, is that it is God's will to do everything that, to fulfill everything that was written ahead of time, his wrath against his people unto the fulfillment of Zechariah 12, as I keep mentioning. When they, when all they, all the armies come all the way to Jerusalem, they actually get into Jerusalem. They begin to sack Judah. And then that's when the people of the Jewish, the authentic Jews, not the synagogue of Satan Jews, the authentic Jews, finally, finally, finally cry out to God. And they look on the one who they've pierced. And their heart of stone is replaced for a heart of flesh. And they weep and they wail and they mourn. And they actually turn their hearts back to God. Through the Messiah that has already come, past tense, Jesus the Christ. That's where all this is going. Amen. But th that's just setting the stage 
for exactly the place where the Antichrist is going to rise to power. This is setting the stage for a dividing of Jerusalem, East and West Jerusalem, and a dividing of the Temple Mount and creating a, a two-state solution. This is leading to the stage of the appeasement of the Jews with the peace deal to allow them to rebuild the Third Temple, from which the Antichrist is going to arise and proclaim himself to be God and that there is no God but him. This is also, in all this going on in real time, is as, as the authentic Jews cry out and find and look on him who they pierce, they are now the saints in Christ, and they will be headed for the testimony of Christ Jesus, along with the church, but now will finally be fully unified in Christ Jesus as a Messiah, Messiah and they are going to be beheaded and trampled upon in that city, in the city of God, Jerusalem, for, for a time's time and half a time. So that's why the reality of this amassing, amassing of all the principalities, you got to remember, when you hear a nation by name, Gog, Magog, Rosh, Meshach, Persia, Cush, Put, Put, Gomer, Beth, Tormarga, you know, you name them, when you hear a nation, those are all principalities. It is the principalities of the world. Maybe remember, remember the whole world lies in the evil one, except for one. He says, I'm choosing one nation for my own possession. Everything else is owned by a principality, a rebel, insurgent, reprobate, rejecting principality. It is the principalities that are converging on Jerusalem. The mm. men of these nations are just cannon fodder. That's what's going on in real time. That is. And and folks, it's not just only these nations gathered, our own federal government, the almost in the a large portion of the Democratic Party and a good portion, a good bit of the at least uh, probably 20 percent of the of the Republican Party are standing lockstep in those who are against Israel right now. And you can see our own government, our the command, the leader of this country is only putting on a show. Because his true, I mean, they're true dominions. He's already had people resign because we supported Israel, our long-term ally. That's why there will be at the same time, while this is happening, an evil thought shall come into their mind about going up to the land of unwalled village to those who are at ease, to a nation whose desire is luxury, which goes coincides completely with Revelation at 18. And the destruction and and uh, folks, as we were talking earlier, brother Jamie and I, the reason Americans struggle so hard with understanding Bible prophecy is because somehow they think we are the center of everything in this world. And if they do happen to it's believe insane. it's Jerusalem, yeah, it's they don't have to worry because since they are the center, they'll be raptured out and their absolute carnality so that they won't have to suffer anything and that it's only for those poor Jews to suffer and for the Christians to all get a second chance. All lies, all demonology. It's lies, lies, lies. You are either grafted it is, in. It is. And, and like we were saying, Brother Frank, that is the fulfillment of Mystery Babylon. That is the quintessential spirit and character of pa and posture of Mystery Babylon. The United States of America is arrogancy. Jeremiah 50, 51, Revelation 18, some portions of Revelation 17 and onward. If arrogancy is the chief attribute of Mystery Babylon, the United States of America, and in particular, arrogancy is the chief attribute of the Laodicean church. 
And who is the prognosticators and the proponents of the latency in church globally? The United States Evangelifishton narcissistic Christians. With all their movements, all their doctrines of demons, all their all their total bringing the way of truth into disrepute, their complete intolerance of sound doctrine, and their mocking and scoffing of the day of the Lord. Laodicea in church, Revelation 3. Well, uh, um, uh, we're wealthy and in need of nothing. That's yes. what they say. What is what is what is uh mystery babylon say i'll never be harmed i'll never see a widow i sit as queen look at me nothing will ever befall me what's it saying in uh in jeremiah 50 51 oh arrogant one oh arrogant one and i we were speaking to this off air i don't think most people understand this and, and i'll i'll ask this question whatever the whatever the right language is for for asking a facetious question but it's like um do you know what the Islamic world and the Eastern world to include Russia and China refer to America as they will not even use our proper name as the United States of America. We are referred to singularly in the foreign world outside of European Western centric ilk as the arrogant ones. That's actually the only name they use for us, the arrogant ones, which is exactly what God foretold will be the singularity of our posture. And so that's why for all these Christians, you know, from NAR, Bethel, Hillsong, Gospel Coalition, oh, Southern Baptist Convention, you name it, Evangelifishton stuff saying like, oh, no, 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 we're God's favorite. Look at how many missionaries we've sent out. Look at how many, well, blah, blah. we support Israel. It says those who bless Israel, he'll bless. And those who curse Israel, I'm like, you're cursing Israel because you undergird a Zionist agenda, not God's agenda for the people of Israel. You mm. undergird a narcissistic self-love, you undergird Kabbalism by representing the most reprobate, abominable symbol ever, the star of Inanna, Ishtar, Semiramis, waving your flags around with your occultic, Kabbalistic, Canaanitic, arcane worship of the fallen ones and the face of God and say you're doing it in the name of God? Yeah, right. It's, it's insane. It's insane where we're at. And so, yes, Ezekiel 38.10 to Revelation 18. It's all interconnected. It is all interconnected. Absolutely. And also at that time. So that gets into the 250,000 sleeper cells. 250,000 by the accounts of the intelligence agencies, by Customs and Border Protection, and by other apparatus that are tracking those things in the U.S., 250,000 terroristic sleeper cells in America. Just to put in perspective, let me put this in perspective for people. I was on the march up to Baghdad in 2003 with the United States Marine Corps Infantry. Picture that war machine taking Baghdad. All the shock and awe, all the crazy stuff, right, that everybody has the, the visual imagery of, of that march up to Baghdad in 2003. Just so the listeners know, all that you saw for an entire ground war to the sacking of Baghdad in under three weeks was with 150,000 troops. 150,000 troops. Now, they're saying that by their estimates, this is just what they know, there's 250,000 sleeper cells in America. You can read the work of Michael Yawn, an amazing investigative journalist. He says upwards of 10,000 Chinese fighting age males a day have been coming across the border for at least 18 months. 
That doesn't include all Hamas and Hezbollah and the fifth column forces. That doesn't include the aspects that are working through the drug cartels. By the way, all the drug cartels are owned and run by China now, if people aren't aware of that. That doesn't include all the other uh, aggressors and the belligerents that want to see America destroyed from the inside out. Now we get to Ezekiel 38 and Revelation 18 and a single day and a single hour. Mm. because of your arrogancy because you made the whole world jump with your immoralities because you trafficked in the souls of men or babies or children because blood was found on your hands because you literally exported abortion and your licentious lgbtq stuff in order to receive aid from the united states of america because you were the hammer in all the earth and because in you you deceived the whole world with your pharmacia in a single day, in a single hour, this judgment will befall you. Smoke yes. rising from all your cities and all the merchants of the world crying out, woe to us, woe to us. Who now is going to buy all of our goods? There's nobody left to buy our cheap plastic junk mm. because America is destroyed in a single day. That's how radically significant all this is. And mark my words, Israel cannot be sacked and Jerusalem cannot be converged upon until the United States with the UK is removed out of the way first. Mark my words. Yeah, we must be removed first. Brother, I was it hit me. Folks, listen. There you're there may actually be a rapture, but it's going to be hydrogen based most likely or nuclear. <laughs> That's and you don't want to be a part of that, okay? And I'm not trying to come against all these people and make it sound like they're dumb because they believe in the rapture. I'm, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the danger that that doctrine does in keeping people from the proper preparation of a surrendered life unto the Lord. Instead of this, I'll just fly away. I don't have to worry about it. Now I know there are people who believe in it that are God fearing believers. And I know the Lord will work it all out and we'll be okay. But the truth is that doctrine breeds spiritual laziness and it's dangerous. And it's just what the devil served up. And I, it is laid. It is laid to see in. Absolutely. I, I yeah, shared it, this. It is so it is so narcissistic. It's insane. I shared this some years ago. Um, down the road from me, uh, there is a uh, a cabinet making about forty minutes away from my house. They make cabinets down this town. I won't say it. The man there has an ancient Christian library in there, and he and I have known him years, knew him for years. And and every time I'd see him, I'd say, "Man, you still in that rapture thing?" And he'd say, "Ah, I could go any either way." He's a very wonderful man, very, much a student of the Word of God. But one day, you know, when I'd read and originally had started studying this and found out where the doctrine came from and, and the, the girl was it Margaret McDonald or whatever had the vision over in England or, or Scotland somewhere, you know, it's where it all started from. Um, he took me up to this row of books, Jamie, and he, he showed me all these ancient books. And he said, you know what these are? I said, no. He said, those are books on men's thoughts on prophecy. He said, you will not see a single thing about the rapture until the mid 1800s when that came out. Folks, this yeah. is a ploy to distract in the last days, because around that time in the United States, you know what happened? It was called the Great Awakening. And the devil saw the awakening coming. So what does he do? He invents another lie to get people distracted, to put them back to sleep. And when you understand the history 
and you understand that those that are taken are the wicked, not the righteous. Read the verses before it. It'll be as in the days of Noah and the days of Lot, the wicked were taken and they, you know, until the flood came and took all the wicked away. So shall there be two in the field. One will be taken. It tells you in the verses before it's the wicked that are taken where to where the eagle is coming to gather. Right. That's that's a whole nother study. All right. That's not yeah. the gathering yeah, it, you want to be a, a part of. I don't I don't get it. I don't get the doctrine either. I mean, the word to me, I, I just with a childlike faith, if you read it with a childlike faith, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I know. But, I, you know, but that there's nothing wrong with people who believe in that. That's fine. That it's that isn't a, a significant enough issue to have any sort of divisions or or, uh, you know, to create any animosity amongst brother amongst brother and sisters. But the bottom line is how the enemy has strategically used it. Yes. To pacify the elect exiles of the dispersion, because here's the reality. If you authentically subscribe to a pre-tribulation rapture, like if that's your doctrine and you really prescribe to it, praise God, because it would be manifest with an unceasing, insatiable desire to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because you know that the rapture could come at any minute and there'll be nobody left to tell your loved ones that are still dead in their trespasses. So if you authentically subscribe to a pre-tribulation rapture, you would drop everything, you would sell everything, you would liquidate everything, and every waking second would be spent evangelizing the world for the saving of souls. Mm, good point. If you truly believed in the pre-tribulation rapture. Good point. But unfortunately, that is incredibly rare. Rare. I do have a couple good brothers. I love them to death. I do I too. So, I, I consider them my mentors. Um, they are staunch, staunch pre-tribulation rapture. But you want to know what? You want to know why I love them and we're in such a great fellowship? Because that did, that is how they live. They live every waking second for the cause of Christ Jesus because they believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. And, and and that's why we can enjoy intimacy of fellowship, you know, because we are unified. We're unified in the cause of Christ, regardless of when we Amen. go or whatever the case is. But, you know, the reality is, is what Brother Frank and I are trying to get at, listeners, is that there is a lateness to the hour that has occurred and it was occurring. We've been warning for years. A lot of people have been warning for way longer than than I before I even got a, the true and better woke. I, I say we're woke, Frank. Like me and you are the guys that are. I mean, not you and I, but just people like us are the ones that are actually woke. We're awake and ready, awake and dressed and ready, eager anticipation, waiting, looking, longing for the return. Stores of extra oil, lamps trend, trimmed, our wicks trimmed so our lights burn brightly, even in the third and fourth watch of the night. Brother Frank and I know, as Marine Corps infantrymen, what it's like to be on the last fire watch of the night. Do we not, Brother Frank? That is the darkest, coldest, longest few hours of your life is when you are on fire watch in the third and fourth watch of the night, waiting, waiting, waiting for just the glint of the new dawn to break the horizon, to fill your soul back with a little bit of vigor to stay the course after the long, dark night. It is the darkest part of the night is that third and fourth watch. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with all that, Frank. No, but, uh, I, I appreciate I, it. Just, it. And and folks, don't let me go too off. I, listen, I do have great friends that are pre-trib rapture. I My concern is... I've had some people lately that, you know, every time you try to share something, I don't have to worry because we won't be around. 
and I see the comments and I I'm so worried and concerned about the spiritual laziness and folks, I can just say one thing. Um, do just seek the Lord in this hour with all your heart and, and let him work out the details. Okay. Our job is to follow, right. When it comes to the Lord, his job is to lead and, and to be great leaders in, in the, in the uh, Christian world, you must first be a great follower. Amen. You have to be a great follower of the one. So, brother, there's an interesting thing to me, the, these dynamics that are happening right now. And in, in we we're talking about over in the world uh, that are happening, but also here in the United States with the division among so many uh, people. I um, I had someone tell me today, they're like, uh, I, I was making a comment about, you know, people coming against Israel and all that. They're like, well, be careful what you're saying. They might These people might not want to hear that from me. I was like, wow, I can't. I mean, is it already reaching to where I live too? Like local? I mean, I'm not afraid of who we proclaim as our as our allies and, and everything. And and, yeah. and this is this is coming here. And if you've never watched, brother, I'm sure you've watched um Demetri Dudeman's Wake Up America. Have you watched that? Yeah. Oh uh-huh. my yeah, folks, if you've yeah, never was, watched funny, that, I, literally as you were talking, I was literally picturing Henry Groover and Demetri Dudeman, and you know, and I've had the pleasure of being able to pray with Henry Groover before the Lord drew him home, him and my wife and mm-hmm. spent time, time with him a couple of times. And then, uh, you know, Dimitri Duneman's grandson, uh, Michael Bodea and, and I are, are, uh, you know, we've been able to share quite a few meals together and really enjoy fellowship. And so it's unique having, you know, an intimate relationship with those guys and knowing and understand even the prophetic visions that they were given to see them actually beginning to take place like the yes. stage is set for the fulfillment of all these and it's not because god was slack and warning his people he has been vehemently warning the christians in the united states of america for no less than 40 years no Absolutely. less than 40 years he he warned through Corey Tinboom. he warned through david wilkerson he oh. warned through Andrew. He, these are just the ones i know of i know there's all kinds of brothers and sisters that have had dreams and visions of chinese and russian invasions i myself have had three powerful life changing dreams of chinese invasions of the united states mainland before I even studied anything about the end times, the Lord gave me those dreams. I had no context for them. So it wasn't like my mind was pre-filled with a, you know, some confirmation bias thing going on. The Lord just did that. And it's what woke me from my stupor. Like, what does that mean? What's going on? I start digging into scriptures and then, and then everything from there on out changed. So yeah. Sorry, brother Frank. I didn't mean to, no, but I was thinking I, about that as you were talking. I, I absolutely. And I'm concerned right now that folks, we are primed and ripe for civil war. Do you see how fast a one little spark could set this country from our top leadership down to people into absolute chaos? We saw when the BLM broke loose, we saw how quickly cities were turned and burned in seconds. Folks, that can happen here. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. All I'm trying to say is know who you follow and follow him well. Seek the Lord with all of your heart and lean not unto your own understanding in this hour. The last thing I am going to try to trust in this hour by God's grace is my flesh. That's the very last thing that I want to trust in this hour because my flesh will deceive me. 
I need the Lord to take the reins in this hour. And as brother Jamie was saying, we there's, I don't know what else to say at this point to, to waken everybody to the hour that we're in. And honestly, and truthfully, we shouldn't need any of this. Our lives being so focused on the Lord, we should be about our father's business daily brother. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I, I agree. And I, I think about all the time, Psalm 112, you know, and I, I don't have it open in front of me, so I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but it, but it specifically talks about blessed are those who fear the Lord and their children who find great delight in his commands, their children be mighty in the land. It says they have no fear of bad news. It says they are not easily shaken. It says their hearts are steadfast, trust in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They have no fear. And so right now, the Lord is doing a great work of sifting and refining and sanctifying where your fear is misplaced. Because if these things are causing fear and consternation in your spirit, you ought to turn and praise God for his grace and mercy to expose you now willingly rather than later on desperately to expose that your fear is on things of the world and on the losses of the world and on the temporal aspects of the world rather than your fear being reserved for him and him alone he is so jealous for us that he literally gives the command 365 times one time for every day in our gregorian calendar do not fear do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. 365 times. He gives a constant command. Do not fear anything except one thing alone. He says, you better fear me alone. He is so jealous. He's even jealous for our fear. And yet it's not a spirit. He's given, it's not given us a spirit of, of, of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Not a fear for the things of, of the world, but a fear that is so strategically reserved for him that you would actually be enumerated among those, Revelation 12, 11, who <clears throat> know the blood of the lamb. The word of your testimony is bulletproof because you look to the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were hewn, and you do not love your life so much as you are afraid to lose it. You don't even have any fear of losing your life because you know it's hidden in Christ Jesus. And so that's what like that Psalm 112 referencing all these other verses is speaking to is like, my people, don't you know? And so if you're fearful now, if you're in consternation now, if you're anxious and your mind's racing and wandering now, I would, I mean, I would counsel you, beloved, to seek the Lord now while there is space for grace and for a reviving of your eyes, as it says in Ezra, that you would turn to him now, that you would repent now, that you would confess now, that you would die to the flesh and the things of the flesh now, that you would hide, dwell, abide in Christ Jesus now, that you would be dawned with the armor light, dawned with the armor of God, and that you would be so solidified in Christ Jesus like, like it says in Jeremiah 17, blessed are those who who fear the Lord, whose delight is in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. They will be like a tree planted beside a stream whose roots grow down deep into the waters. Their leaves are always green. Uh, even in the year of drought, they never fail to produce fruit. That's what we should be looking like in this looking like in this time, beloved. So secure and confident in the Lord because he has assured us Daniel 11, 32, that those who know their God, not who they are, not their failings, not their woundings, not their childhood sex abuse, not their uh, familial abuse, not their adult 
uh, physical abuse, not their failings, not their stupid double-mindedness that the enemy wants to stand before and accuse them day and night. It doesn't say they know their military background, their youthfulness, their strength, their super-duper wisdom of all things eschatology. It doesn't say any of that. It says those who know their God, who know their God, they will be strong and go forth and do daring feats of valor right smack in the middle of all this. And that's why it's so critical and why Brother Frank and I speak with such zeal. Like, like I can't control. If you can see me right now, I'm like animated. My hands are moving. My desk moving. Everything. <laughs> I do moving. the same thing. Because I'm like, oh, God. God, your people got to know you, God. Like, now is the day of your visitation. Throw off every sin and anything that hinders you so that you can endure to the end because those who endure to the end will receive a crown of life. And a lot may be required of the people of God, especially the authentic believers. The lukewarm, whatever, they're going to be cannon fodder. But the authentic believers in God, the, the Jews who authentically repent and they look on him who they pierce, it is going to cost us everything mm. to testify to Christ Jesus. Yet we are going to gain everything in the end. That's Amen. what wow. all of this is meant to be working out in us. Let him work it out. Let perseverance finish its work so that you can be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Let the Lord expose your misplaced fear. Let him expose your misplaced anxieties. Let him expose your double-mindedness and your fears of losing your stupid temporal comforts of your American paradigm. Let him expose it in you now, willingly, rather than later on desperately. He is in the midst thereof right now, making his distinction. Malachi 3.16 through 4.3. Read it. That is what the Lord has promised to make a distinction once more between those who serve him and those who do not based on the fear of the Lord. He says he makes a scrolls being written in his presence concerning those who fear him and who revere him. He says in the day when I act, it's happening, ladies and gents, they will make up my treasured possession and I will keep them just as a father keeps the son who serves him. And he's like, again, you will finally again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve him and those who do not. And those are the ones that he says will go out like calves released from a stall. Those are the ones that will see righteousness come with healing in its wings. And guess what, beloved? Those are the ones that it says they will see all their enemies become ashes under the soles of their feet. It's a big deal what's happening right now, Frank. It, amen. And folks, Jamie was saying, I want you to understand this is that everything we talked about earlier, and it sounds fearful, is not the fear is not for us. And I know that's hard to say and another thing to practice because every man's fear and faith is always tested in the fire, right? But the God was very specific that the peace that passes all understanding, meaning it's not understandable. It's uncomprehendable how God can give peace in such crazy times. But he can do that. His peace will pass, surpass all understanding, right? But it's those promises that he really spoke in like Isaiah for this hour, for when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. And I've often wondered if that was the verse they were speaking when they were in the fiery furnace, 
the you know the three the Hebrews Shadrach Meshach and Abednego if they were if they were recalling this verse from Isaiah because remember Isaiah would have been there before them this word could have been accessible knowing that when Lord when we are in the fire it shall not kindle upon thee why because there is one that is with them for I Amen. am the Lord the Bible says the Holy One of Israel. And God is going to be through these things with us. Yes, will there be civil war? Yes, will nations shall rise against nation. That's ethnos against ethnos. That's why we see racial wars going on right now. That is a prophecy of the Bible. That will happen. There will be a coming to Jesus moment for the whole entire nation and when Revelation chapter 18 takes place. But for God's people, we are to be in peace. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean everything's going to be a cakewalk. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the peace that we've heard about through history while they were burning at the stake in the Fox's book of martyrs and clapping because it didn't hurt because the God of the supernatural was protecting them while they were being burned alive, brother. That's what God is calling us to in this hour. It is. And he actually even he specifically tells us that in the book of Revelation, like those who are destined for the sword to the sword, those for prison to prison. This calls for patient endurance on behalf of the saints. And look, even the even the uh, John, the revelator, right? The apostle John was amazed as he's talking with this with this heavenly host who's who's uh, 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 helping him navigate through all the stuff that's been revealed to him. And he's like, he's like, those are those standing before the throne of God day and night where they have this strange special position for lack of a better word like who is that and of course the the angel you know kind of uses this this uh facetious statement like oh you don't know who those are John like you don't know who that he's like those are the ones that were beheaded for the testimony of Jesus Christ they are forever dressed in white raiments in the very front row worshiping God from everlasting to everlasting. And so again, this is like, comes back to this knowing of our God, you know, as you were quoting that verse in Isaiah, I was thinking of, of Psalm 33, you know, where it's like, no, no key King is saved by the size of the army. No warrior escapes by his own strength. Uh, horses of vain hope for deliverance, despite all of its strength, it cannot save, but amazing transition word in Ezekiel or Psalm 33, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. There it is again, just like we said in Malachi 3.16. Those who fear him and whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. It's like mic drop. The Lord's always doing mic drops for his people. Do you not understand who you are, beloved? Do you not? You don't have to fear losing your life. It's been bought and paid for with the precious, incorruptible blood of my son, Jesus Christ. There is nothing that can separate you from that love, neither height, nor dark, nor angel, nor demon, nor light, nor darkness. No, nothing, nothing in all creation, not Hamas, not Hezbollah, not the global elite, not the Illuminists, not the Luciferians, not the Kabbalists, not Elon Musk and not anybody else in between can separate you from the love of God that has been past tense. It's a done deal, been revealed to you in Christ Jesus. How could you not walk confidently? Now, and I'm I'm not being dismissive of physiological 
fear responses. I get it. We, the Lord says, I know what you are. I know that you're just dust, right? He speaks that in Isaiah 41. Like there is going to be normal physiological responses, hormone release responses to things that you've seen here going on. But that's the flesh. Your heart and flesh are going to fail you, but it's the spirit of God that's going to sustain you. Your flesh is always going to betray you. Your emotions are going to betray you. Your faculties and your senses are going to betray you. That's why you must walk by the spirit and by faith, not by sight, because the spirit of God is immovable, steadfast, resolute, strong, enduring, and his arm is not too short to save. And so this is the Amen. distinctions that we have to be making right now in real time. Yeah, folks, uh, brother, I'm just I get I'm sorry, folks, I get so fired up when I'm on with Jamie. And uh, it's just because God is calling us to shout and to tell and to share because the Lord is not willing that any should perish, even though the, the, the wicked will get their punishment. They will get what their just due is, and yet God will have no pleasure in it. And brother, tonight I got, I was, I have to leave and go out of town because, um, you know, for something at work and I really wanted to see my grandson and, and I'm 49, I'm a grandpa, you know, and, and he, he's like 11 months old and he's just starting to walk and he's so cute. He's, he's just, my daughter brought him back from the horse barn to come see me and he was cutting his little, uh, cover coveralls and all dirty from crawling around in the arena. I'm not sure he probably hasn't eaten some stuff, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't care. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. but when I grabbed him brother and I saw his face brings tears to my eyes that I could love him so much. I love him folks with an undying love. He, his Paul couldn't love him anymore. I think how much does God love us? Because my yeah, emotions man. are tainted by the earth. And our heavenly fathers are pure. And I wonder what, like, it talks about that childlike faith. See, when he smiled back, brother, at his pawpaw, it, it melted my heart instantly. I could hardly move. I can just, I'm so overburdened with joy. And folks, God loves us that same way. And when he sees our broken hearts and, and our coming to him and, and our, and our hardships and our, and our, and our brokenness and our contrite spirits, it's to those people that he looks. And when he sees this love, like a child for their father, I can only imagine God's loves even more intense than I can even understand because these emotions came from him. I got them from him. And that's how I've learned to love is because of what he gave me. Folks, your God loves you tremendously. And even though we're talking about the intensity of this hour, I'm sharing this because I want you to know that he's got you through this time. He's got your back and your front and your sides. He's got you, but you got to allow him to take control. Jamie, Amen. you and, and you, you know, brother Frank, I'm thinking as you're saying that, you know, that his perfect love cast out all fear and where there's fear, we have not been perfected by his love. And so, mm. and, and that's fine, beloved. Listen, this it's the mercy of the Lord. It's okay. Just pray, Lord, perfect me by your love because I'm fearful. 
God, I want to be perfected by your love. So there's something I'm I'm disbelieving about you. There's something I'm not understanding. Lord, help me. Perfect me by your love that cast out all this fear. Because guess what, beloved? It says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises a standard against him. That's the word battle flag. And do you know what that battle flag is, beloved? His battle flag, his banner over you is love. It's it literally what you're, you know, brother Frank, what it is to be a guide on bearer. And it charges headlong into the fray, into the frog of war. It rightly aligns your eyesight and mobilizes you and it keeps you on task. It encourages you when you're weary in the throes of battle. And it is that same battle flag that is thrust on the highest hill as a sign and memorial of his love and his consummate victory forevermore. His banner, his battle flag over you is love. And that love, ladies and gents, is what should make you so strong and so filled with the ability to do exploits, not because you have anything in and of yourself, but because of Christ in you. And you see and you hear the snapping of that flag in the distance, and it rallies you to fight still yet harder all the way to the end because of the love of your father that's already been made to, known to you in Christ Jesus. This is what it's all about. This is why I get so animated. I get so uh, emphatic in righteous indignation against the apostate church. And I get so emphatic and righteously zealous for the authentic church that really wants the Lord. And they're just, we're just all struggling. And yet we just want the Lord. And the Lord's like, I know you want me. And guess what? I want you. Don't worry. I'm going to satisfy your desire of your heart. Do not grow weary in doing good, beloved. At the proper time, at the appointed time, I will come if you do not give up. Don't give up. Let perseverance finish its work. Those who endure to the end, you know, like, like add to all these things, this, that, and the other thing. And then eventually add to it perseverance and watch what I'll do. I'm coming soon. Look at the battle flag right smack in the fray, right smack in the fog of war. It is charging headlong and it will never touch the ground. That's what we're to fix our eyes on. Amen. I, 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 Brother, you've you've uh, challenged us all tonight, and folks, the we're not here. There's I I literally have um I've shut down my PO box. Um, I I don't I know I've this program's never asked for money. There have been people that passed, and we've used it for good stuff and to help support those in need and different things. And uh, but I I I didn't I don't I don't want anything sent here. I don't want that. I don't want any, anything special. All I want and all Jamie wants is for you to know your God. Now, Amen. if I was going to say support something, support brother Jamie's ministry, what they're doing is amazing. But right now the remnant call, this program is about you and God. And I want you to seek the Lord with every, if you never listen to this program again, but you seek the Lord with all your heart, then mission accomplished. I'm not saying I want you to stop necessarily listening, but the truth is I want you to follow God more than anything else, because my one desire is that we get into the kingdom and I, I'm, you know, that you come up and say, brother Frank, it was that radio program that you and Jamie shared that reached me in an hour through God's spirit and got a hold of me. See, there's not a million, there's not a billion dollars 
that can equal the excitement and joy of seeing one person going down in those waters of baptism and giving their life to Jesus. That's what we live for is conversion of souls because that is the value in this world right now is one less soul for the devil and one more soul for the kingdom. That's why we do these things. Brother, thank you so much for coming on. Brother, thank you for everything you do and and sharing uh, your base camp folks. Like I said, the remnant call, we're not, I would love you to support brother Jamie. They have a real mission right now in helping to support the underground church. And so Omega, uh, is it, it's Omega dynamics, right? Is your website yes, Omega dynamics.org yes. and uh Calico Buffalo basecamp.com. And, and, and I'm where you're at brother Frank. I don't care. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I have no regard for money and the things of this world. I don't care. The Lord provides it, whatever. If it's not there, whatever. I do not Absolutely. care. Dude, uh, you gave up I, everything for the Lord. We, yes. I, 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 hear I you, want the Lord's presence. I know nothing will satisfy apart from his presence. And you want to know what? If you look at the Levitical priesthood, as and we're called you know, royal priesthood, a holy nation, and chosen people in First Peter, that everybody else who wanted it got an allotment of land. They can have their little slice of pie in uh, in this temporal land of living. But the priesthood, mm. the Levites, they got the literal presence Amen. of God. It says they do not get a land allotment because my very presence will be their allotment. That's what I want. Nothing in this world will satisfy. There's nothing wrong with enjoying things that God's allowed you to enjoy. There's nothing wrong with having a a car or whatever, or even a, a silly toy or side-by-side or whatever you're into. Don't, you don't have to feel guilt or shame about that, but just know like, that's just a gift from the Lord. Give them glory where it's due, but no, it doesn't satisfy. You know that absolutely. only the presence of God is the only thing that those things are just cherries on top. Those are whatever, but the presence of God, man, that's all I want. I cry out for every day. And it says, if you cry aloud, if you cry aloud and if you search for it as for silver, and if you look for it as for a precious silver, it will be found. The presence of the Lord will be alive and well in your life. And so seek the Lord's face while it may be found, beloved. That's that's all I have, Brother Frank. No, brother, thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, you you always have you you lose your home, brother. You just come stay with me. You'll always have a place here as long as we're here, brother. Um, this is we're family here now. And folks, that's this is we're all in this together. Okay. It's about Jesus Christ. It's not about us, Amen. it's about him. And our sole mission in this earth is to warn others, but don't forget to heed the warning in Matthew 24. Guard your own home, your spiritual house, your actual house. If you have a fellowship, whatever, guard it. Stand watch, men. The the women actually don't ever usually tell them when there's no man around. The women stand guard over their children. We could learn a lot, honestly, because men have gotten real pansy in these last hours. But we are to stand (laughs) up. Yeah. And guard the 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 our hearts guard our families guard it's nothing wrong kick the devil out if he's trying to come in that's your home you're the leader of it lead with grace and mercy but stand strong in the gate 
and let no Amen. one pass. It shouldn't be in there. Brother, thank you so much for your ministry. Thank you all. Please keep up with Brother Jamie and everything that's going on there. And you can check him out on Facebook. And thank you. God bless you. I hope to see everybody as soon as we can. If if not here on this earth, maybe on the King's Highway somewhere or over, over in the Middle East uh, as we're heading back that way during the second exodus, then I'll see you in the kingdom. And hopefully we can have a one final remnant call, but I'm going to say this ahead of time. The special guest will be the Lord. Okay. He's got it reserved. He gets the number one position. And uh, that's who my desire would be is we could have a final remnant call with the Lord as the main attraction. Amen. This is brother Frank and brother Jamie saying to everybody, good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion